This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth bringing you quality hunting clothing and packs at a price you deserve. Check them out at HuntworthGear.com. Um, Going to be a short intro today. I know um, you're happy about that. Kind of go through everything in the episode. Um, other than, you know, if you haven't checked out the new Spartan Forge app, uh, the the Lambda feature is ridiculous. Um, Greg Litzinger, go check out his Instagram page, uh, Bowhunting Fiend. He just posted some pictures. He was scrolling through. And so on the UAV, um, that, so they have some UAV layers now, um, and it he you can see deer walking in a field. I mean that's how good the imagery is uh, where that's updated, and that's kind of around big cities and maybe some of the East Coast Midwest stuff. But still, um, their imagery I've been saying it for quite some time. Spartan Forge imagery is amazing. Uh, you can check them out at spartanforge.ai, and uh, you can use code bowhunter to save 25% there. Um, just great stuff coming out of there, and they've still got uh, a few more things up their sleeve that's that's coming up. Um, but, you know, we talk about the adjustable red dot. Uh, we talk about a little bit of the Huntworth gear. Um, with Lucky Buck, we talk about that. I'm getting ready to put out some of their perfect perennial seed um this memorial day weekend uh but as we go into the weekend um you know this isn't uh thank a veterans weekend this is for uh the people who've passed on that have lost their lives it's for remembering those guys um so think about that as you're you know it's a it's a weekend for remembering as you're cooking out and and, and kind of getting all your stuff done. Um, so don't come up to veterans and say, you know, thank you for your service or whatever, um, because it can be a hard time, uh, you know, grieving for uh, some of the guys that, uh, you know, didn't make it back. So 
Uh, just keep that in mind this holiday weekend. Everybody get out, do some stuff, um, you know, hug your friends, tell everybody, you know, you love them one more time, and um, get out there and have fun. Uh, but as always, thanks for listening. Um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. You know, we're giving away great stuff from Spartan Forge, from uh, Redline, from, uh, you know, we got that gearhead bow we're giving away. I mean, just tons of stuff. Um, that we're giving away, and we can't thank you guys enough. Um, next week's episode, we're going to get together with a couple of the Patreons who we did go on a turkey hunt with. Um, they uh, came up to Michigan and made it to, made their way over to to, to kind of hang out with me, and that's going to be super cool. Um, looking forward to that episode. Uh, this one is just kind of <laughs> we got John back uh, to talk through our turkey hunts, through our uh, total archery challenge prep, and. Um, kind of a fun one you guys are really going to enjoy it as always thanks for listening enjoy the show all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the bow hunter chronicles podcast brought to you by huntworth huntworth brings you quality clothing and packs at a price you deserve check them out at huntworth.com we're going to kind of do this all in one take because we're going to talk some gear we're going to talk turkey hunting um kind of uh, a catch-up tried to get frank but he's been fishing and uh doing a lot of stuff we'll get into that a uh, little bit later here in the podcast but i have this gas he's like rare as hen's teeth uh mr mr working man house seller just just because uh, no reason just out of the to make my life difficult he's like you know what i think i'm gonna sell my house tomorrow like boom sold gone uh mr john borsma so what's hey. happening <laughs> how's it going it's been a long time no kidding the listeners are like who's we don't want to hear that guy i was glad he was gone <laughs> so we've i mean when i was talking about like getting into gear so i want to go through like you know talk through like our turkey hunts talk through a little bit of the gear that we've got that we've switched up things that we've tried um things we're going to be using for the year um and uh just kind of uh go at it from that point because there's been some i mean at least for J- on john's side um, some huge changes <laughs> so um yeah. so i don't know I, so i haven't heard your your turkey hunting story I, when i went to florida you know i just got this like little video and a bunch of curse words and uh, <laughs> all sorts of things so um yeah so I, but we haven't talked about my turkey either so same spot um, my turkey hunt was, I don't know, same place where John killed his bird, uh, same place where Frank killed his bird, where I missed with the longbow. Um, I don't know. I missed one last year there too. Yeah. And it, it, it just, I mean, between having the cell camera there and like those birds are not messed with, well, the one that Frank shot was somebody else shot it with a bow. Um, but they're not messed with, and especially for the first season, I mean, it it seems like kind of cheap. Well, um, it, we know they roost, right? I mean, th- that's their roosting spot every, I mean, year after year. And so, like, I, we, I, I'm going to do a podcast with the guys that came over, um, TJ and uh, Eric, TJ from the Patreons and, and Tim Clark, they came to Michigan, um, TJ's from Ohio, Eric's from New York, they came here and... Um, they got on birds at, at 
at Tim's and then they got on, I got them on some birds here and they're like, Oh my God, there's turkeys everywhere. And like, I think maybe now they kind of get an idea of like, when I say like, I'm not a very good turkey hunter or it's just, there's a lot of birds and it's not, I don't know, it's not that difficult. And I'm not looking for like, I've been hunting this triple bearded turkey for three years, you know, and all the stuff. It's just like, you know, turkeys do turkey shit and you go where turkeys go and, you know, you can figure them out even when they're not gobbling. And, um, but in this case, you know, so it was opening morning, Frank and I go in there and Frank says, uh, you know, I'm not going to call. I'm just going to run the camera. And I'll tell you this, you know, he did okay. Uh, but he's way better at, at calling than he is at <laughs> cameraman. <laughs> um, but it would have been wasted. Um, we went in there and we got set up and we were in there maybe an hour before daylight. And, um, all of a sudden we, uh, a crow came through or something and then they gobbled and they were right on top of us. And I was looking in the trees, trying to see them. Cause you could, like John said, I mean, you kind of got to walk under them to get where we set up. And, um, I had the, a blind already set up there and, they gobbled and uh they i think they gobbled twice and then it got pretty light out and frank t- looks at me and he says well you probably ought to let them know we're here and my i mean my decoy set up and i, I want, want to hear from your side of it because i don't know how far away your decoys were but my decoys were seven steps away so yeah, mine were about the same so i just i hit the i just yeah 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 and he's like, they're on the ground. They're on the ground. You know, I mean, he was, he was pumped. And, uh, so we waited like 10 minutes and, uh, he's like, uh, and, and they were gobbling and he's like, they're on the ground. You probably ought to give them something. So I go, yeah, yeah. And fuck, that's when I, you know, he's already running the camera. I think, no, not at that point. He turned the camera on after this. And, uh, I mean, a a, a hen comes sailing through the decoys. He's like, he's like, they're flying in. Stop calling. So we, you know, I stopped calling and then that hen just kind of, she didn't stick around in front of the decoy. She circled around behind the tent and she was just, you know, doing some yelping. And um, then he's like, here comes another one. And that one looked like it was coming like right in the blind. That's what I posted on Instagram and on TikTok. And, you know, I mean, that one, that one landed maybe, 10 steps in front of us and hung around. And then all of a sudden out of, and those deer came through or the, not the deer, the, the turkeys came through the cattails, like where it was water. And I would have thought there's no way, you know, they're going to stick to the high ground. Nope. They came right up out of the cattails through this. And it was wet. Cause I had to chase the turkey through there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was, there was some water. Um, but then they, I mean, they came, right up this little rise and the first time that came in he was probably 30 yards away and as soon as he saw that deflated half strut three-quarter strut jake um he he did like the side step like full strut like and he just kind of sidestepped over there and you can hear him like drumming and uh kind of like what did frank call it like that fighting purr or something Mm -hmm. And, uh, he went over there and Frank saying, just wait, you know, let him, let him turn, let him turn. He, he turned his head. So his head was facing away from me and I could see his fan, you know, he was like quartered hard away from me. I drew back and 
I don't know, for, for John, um, you know, for me, I, I held back for an eternity. <laughs> um, and I, and I shot this turkey and I put it right, like right at the back of his wing butt, which I thought was, you know, I, I mean, I took the time. I didn't just put it on black and cause he was filled. I mean, it was the same story. I mean, when turkeys are that close, they fill up your whole pe- your whole site housing, you know? So I looked and found, you know, that I was at the top of like the point of the football of the, you know, brown or gold or whatever, just to the back of that and shot. And that turkey, I mean, we need to, it's too bad that you can't post like kills or things like that on TikTok. Um, oh, man. Because we, we watched the video back and that turkey's flopping around and then he just goes over and like his wing is up and it goes down. And I mean, he looks like he's in the moment, you know, not knowing what you knew. But back to the video, like yeah. when you were showing me the video, I was, Frank and I were like narrating it and that was the funniest shit ever. I mean, so once again, Adam shoots through the, through the turkey and then smokes the decoy. Well, this time the the arrow stays in the decoy and it's still in the bird and the bird like does this flip and the decoy comes off the post and it's like following him and he's flipping around <laughs> and it's like, Oh my God, get off me. <laughs> he's getting me. He's getting, he's whipping my ass. Like, Oh, 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 right. oh. And then he like does this big turn and the decoy just goes flying off and out of the picture. Like <laughs> it was, uh, we'll have to post that. We'll have to you know, yeah, get we'll, it on the YouTube. We'll put it on YouTube. Like a short or Holy something. Shit. The, um, but like with John's, commentary like after we watched it back and like we watched it frame by frame and john's like, oh 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 shit oh 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 it's hilarious but so that other turkey that there was another tom there and he just hung right with him and and frank's like he's gonna come over and and whip that turkey's ass and then all of a sudden like two minutes later that turkey got up and ran away and like flopped over on this other wood pile. Like, fuck now there's turkeys all over and um uh, the one you shot. The one I shot. Yeah, he got up. and uh, That's another part of the video. I'm like, man, I wish. So, Frank is videoing. Adam, he's like, well, back to when that bird, the other bird that was sticking around. You guys are filming that one. You don't show, you don't see Adam's bird get up and take off. Well, then it's like, go get him. And you see Adam then go running off in the woods and then off to the left side of the frame where these cattails are, all of a sudden you see a bird go running across that opening and then it cuts off. But I'm like two seconds later, Adam would have been running across. That would have been the best feeling. Like all of a sudden you see a bird then you see Adam cutting across. Yeah. And I mean, I think Frank says it on the video, but it's like, like for all intents and purposes, like I shot that Turkey right where I wanted to. That's, that was a shot I wanted to make. And in reality, I was using um, a Sever 1.75, and it went like, if you were to shoot a deer, it was like in the dead zone, like right up above everything. And I think if we would have just let that turkey be, it would have just died right there. It was just a bad deal, and you hate to see that. And I, I completely understand guys like, um, like talking with TJ Jordan, and he's like, he loves turkeys and turkey hunting so much that that's why he doesn't shoot them with a bow because he doesn't want to see them 
suffer or like he wants him to just be dead like just like that like right away and i mean i mean i completely understand this i'm not i'm not like glorifying this whole scenario but it's just really what happened so get to the second shot yeah so i ran over and i had to shoot him again and he didn't even go anywhere but also yeah that's (laughs) that's for another time um yeah i think i could have just walked up on him and grabbed him i think he was about dead at that point but so that was my first turkey with a bow and then like i said after we did the autopsy we saw like what happened and it's almost like when they're strutted out like that and what it, what it looks like, it, it's like you almost have to shoot them like in the guts or just shoot for like middle of the bird, like back and low. Right. And I, I don't know. it Like, well, I mean, you don't, I mean, like when we're shooting 3D and the, the freaking 10, 10 ring is tiny and it's in a certain spot. That's, that's for real. Like, because. Even the bird I killed two years ago, I mean, yeah, he was dying. I cut him, I hit, shot him in the neck and he was bleeding out, but he was still, it was going to take a minute. My second shot looked like it was a money shot, just like yours. But when, when I gutted him out, it was basically just a breast shot. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and that was with one of them, uh, the shred heads from dirt nap. Mm-hmm. And you know, that arrow, that one, if it, that would have been the only shot that wouldn't have killed him right away. Like he wasn't flying anywhere because it went right through his, you know, the breastplate, but it was like no vitals. Yeah. And I think this one broke that turkey's wing because he, he was not flying. Um, he was, he was fast though, still fast. Yeah. It might have um, been the decoy <laughs> broke his wing when he was chasing him. Um, but yeah, that bird was like, what, just over like 20 and a half pounds or something like that. Um, and like a nine and three quarter inch beard or something. Little spur. I've never killed a bird with spurs. I've never even seen anybody like around here kill one with big spurs. That one I killed was 25 pounds with a 10 inch beard. And it was only like seven eighths, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe an inch. Yeah. So I don't know that if I were going to shoot like a turkey, then I was like, that I'd be like pumped about it would be a turkey with big spurs. And you know that, that world record turkey that Frank missed at my brother's house there, that one you can see on the video that that's got some big right. Um But yeah, so what, so you'd been turkey hunting like quite a bit on and off. So, you, I mean, tell like what's going on in your life. That's keeping well, all your, <laughs> taking so, all your time. Well, I'm just working, but then out of the blue, we had a realtor come look at our house. Well, so I talked to Adam and I went and looked at, like a flip house or an investment house, which turned out to be just garbage. But in the meantime, I was talking to the realtor. I'm like, Hey, you know, we're kind of kicking around the idea of selling our house, but I got to do a lot of work to it. I ripped the deck off back during COVID and the wife wanted this fancy patio. I'm like, wow, we're going to wait. And then, uh, so I'm like, I'm going to build a new deck. I'm going to finish the bathroom downstairs. So that way it's three bathrooms, four bedrooms. And, uh, she come up and looked at it. She's like, well, I think I have a buyer looking for a house just like this. And I think they'll take it without any of the stuff, you know, that you're going to do and for more money than what you were thinking. Like, hmm. And so then she called back like a couple of days later and she's like, yeah, they want to come look at it. So they come and look at it and they're like, yeah, we want it. And 
so that was i mean just like bam 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 now the house we're closing on the second and we got to be out we're like we need some extra time so they gave us 20 days so we're gonna be homeless living in an apartment (laughs) be homeless in 22 days or and june 22nd i mean so like holy shit so in the meantime we're buying some other property and then we're doing a split on it, and so we're waiting for the survey to get back, and then all the paperwork for that. We still don't even have a house plan picked out, so you don't even. I mean, you got to do something with all your stuff. Yeah, so we got a pod in the driveway. I got a storm lock, and both of those are pretty much already full. And I haven't even packed anything yet. Like <laughs> my whole garage is still full of shit. Like the whole my bow shop. I'm like, I don't know what. I'm like, well, maybe we can just move it into Adam's basement, you know. But but that's the. I mean. So when I say like John's off doing this stuff, it's like I, like to try to get a hold of him is like he's like I'm I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this he's still doing dad stuff with baseball and- well, yeah so Jet senior year and you know I'm like I'm gonna go to every game I can so like he's got games Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday this week so I'm like I'm like holy crap like I mean I've been working seven days a week I worked last night till twelve thirty you know, trying to get this other job done and like, holy shit. So I, I got the turkey hunt one day. Um, I actually talked my wife into coming filming. Like, she's like, she don't hunt. She don't like seeing shit get killed or anything, but she's like, Oh, I'm like, you know what? It'll just be a nice morning. You can hear all the bird, the sun come up and all the animals. And we got down there and, you know, there were deer and everything. And the, shoot all the birds were up in the roost and we could just see them flying down the one big one was up gobbling strutting so before like so that's a crazy dynamic like i said i haven't heard any of this so like what was her like i guess what was her like thought thoughts on i mean i I know but like for the like the listener like her thoughts on hunting and the whole experience of it like before that and then like after so, I mean, she was just like, she's she, obviously, she don't even eat like wild game. She definitely don't eat venison, you know, anything like that. But, um, you know, she doesn't, she's not against hunting. But I mean, when you like go, like, like your, I, I think of your story, like with that big buck that this past year, right? And you're like, well, I'm going to get down because I got to go, I got to <laughs> do all this stuff. And, you know, so is she like... I can't believe you're going out. Like, what are you doing? Just sitting in the tree freezing or like that, from that perspective, right. so like then, to, to understand the non hunting yeah, so, parts of it. So yeah, that was definitely so nice. Like, a, you know, like I said, we've seen deer and all the other animals and, you know, just being out there as the sun come up and everything. She's like, yeah, she, it, it did kind of change her perspective on it a little bit. So yeah, if, if anyone's out there and their wives are like, can't understand why you just go sit in the woods and, you know, like get them out and just take them out, do a morning hunt or just do a morning scout or something. Just go sit and maybe they'll, they'll like it. I mean, it'll, it'll change their point of view, but yeah, she definitely, she's like, yeah, I'll go again. You know, you know, especially with the turkeys, you know, if I, she definitely wouldn't go on a deer hunt because every time she sees a deer, she thinks of her dogs. So, you know, it's like, I just, how could you kill a, you know, a pretty little deer. It looks like Wilbur, our, our lab, you know, like, well, they eat good, you know, 
I don't know about labs, but maybe <laughs> you ask the Koreans or something. But, uh, but, uh, so there goes our Korean. No, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking them. Heck, I mean, but so we get out there, we get all set up again. They're like, like you guys did about an hour before daylight, drinking our coffee. And then, uh, the birds got down and I mean, they were flying down every which way. And then all of a sudden, a uh, couple hens walked through, and then it was five jakes. I'm like, man. And they come right in. And they're the, we actually have some really good footage. Like, the first jake come in, and he got right on the edge of that little opening where the two-track is, where the other blind comes out. And he sat there, and he was like, I don't know if he was humping the ground, what the hell he was doing, but he's over there, and he's laying down, and he's doing all this crazy shit. And then all of a sudden, these other four jakes come in, and they like, they start like whooping his ass and they're like, all of a sudden they take off and then all of a sudden they all come back and then they start coming in. I'm like, well, I really don't want to shoot a Jake, but I told him like, well, just get ready. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll shoot one. And they come in, they start dinking around. And, and what's he, what, what bow are you shooting? Like, what's the setup, you know, for, for so, like, what's going on? So this, the setup this year was, uh, the bear Alaskan, uh, put on, I mean, I think it's got the red line uh, sight. That's that's the dovetail, the red line RL2 dovetail, yeah. Yep. And then the rest, which I wasn't real, I'm not going to knock it because it would be a great rest for like spot and stock because the uh, it locks it into place and so the arrow can't fall out. It's that Schaefer XV, I think. The only problem with it, because so I shoot four fletch all the time or six fletch. Especially for my turkey arrows when I'm trying to shoot like the Magnus bullheads with the big, you know, it's basically like a propeller on the front. You got to have a lot of resistance. So I shoot, my turkey arrows normally have four, four inch fusions, six fletch. And that just helps the steering of it. And plus, I mean, we're turning, the bow is a 60 pound bow. I end up having to turn it down to about 50 pounds. And I was having a hell of a time trying to get those arrows just to fly straight with three veins because you have to shoot three veins with that rest and it's got to be cock fletched down because of the way the V is on it. Once it opens up, it's a V, so cock fletched down, the other two are up. We tried the um, the zingers and they were hitting. I tried my, I mean, once those hit, I was like, you know, so I stripped off my three turkey arrows well, I stripped them off first because I knew that the big fusions weren't going to fly at all. Tried the zingers. They didn't fit. So then I just went to three of the fusions and I got them to fly decent, like 10 yards. But then I walked back to 15 and I was shooting. So I took an old pillow, put it in a, a, a old sweatshirt, and then I hung that up on a tree. So it looked like someone kind of like putting their hands out. and put a center mark right in the center of the chest and I, at 10 yards at first I was hitting kind of high right high right so I'm adjusting everything and I start hitting the spot 10 yards so I go back to 15 and I shot and I actually shot and cut the armpit off like in the arrow <laughs> into the woods I'm like man five yard difference and the arrow drifted up that much I'm like well I'm not I'm not gonna try to tune this I already I did do some 
uh, it's got the split yoke system. So I was putting a few twists in the right side and just trying to alleviate that. And it just, I couldn't, you know, you got to have steering, steering. So, and at, at the, at first I had it like 55 pounds and I turned it all the way down to 50 and actually it was like 49. And so that kind of helped it a little bit. And so, but it was still kind of going up and right, but it was still within, you know, kill. So I'm like, all right, that's good enough. The other thing is with that, that bear, the brace height's kind of short. I mean, it's it might be a six inch brace height, but we got a four inch fusion vein. And then I have, you know, it's like an inch or so that I have from the knock for clearance on my face. And the rest sits behind the, the rest sits back button. behind the burger button, you know, it's back behind the riser. So the end up like when it clamped down, it was clamping onto those veins. So I was like, well, it was kind of hard to like get in there and then it's like pinching on it. I'm like, well, but that's the whole point of the rest. So we're, you know, we're going to use it like that. So that the birds come back in and I'm like, well, and they're messing around by the decoy and they're sitting there. And the, the decoy's at seven. Yeah, seven paces. So then they start walking off. They kind of come back. And so I told them, I'm like, all right. When they come back in, I was, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shoot one. So she's on them. She's doing a good job. She did a great job videoing. And uh, they start to walk back out because I'm like, I'm not, I didn't have any gloves or anything with me. So. I'm like, and the, the tent we're using has the open windows or screen windows. So you can really see through it. Well, I'm like, well, I'm not going to try drawing back when there's five Jake's sitting right there at seven steps. So like three of them walked out and then two were kind of mingling, like hanging back. Then they walked off. And I'm like, eh. then the one turned back and then turned around. I'm like, all right. So I drew back. I'm like, are you ready? She's like, yep. So and you can hear it right in, like I'm holding on him, like right on his head. And you can hear my release click. And shot goes off. I mean, I was right. I mean, I wasn't nervous or anything. I'm like, it's just a dumb Jake. Like I really didn't want to kill him. And, uh, but I knew my season, like with all the stuff coming up, like, well, this might just be my only chance, you know, meat in the freezer that Jake's going to eat good, you know, good, if not better than a Tom. So, and the arrow comes off and I can like, it's going right towards his head. And all of a sudden it's like, Poof! and I see, I swear I seen like shit fly off his head, but he just kind of turns from like, everyone's like, what the hell's going on? And he just stops over there and he's like, I'm like, what the hell? And so I'm like, I can't believe I didn't just kill that bird. Like his head should have just flew off. Like it hit him like right in the top of the head. So like they, they dink around and they, they walk off. And then about 20 minutes later, all of a sudden they come back in from the other side. They come back in, but now they're like a little gun shy. Like, yeah, that, that guy is bad news. We heard, we heard about him. So they just held off and then they didn't, they didn't come back. And I wasn't going to shoot at that point. I'm like, I'm just going to go back home and, redo these arrows or something i think i even dropped an f-bomb in there in the video you can hear me like fucking arrow but uh 
So we get back and I play the footage back and you can see like frame by frame, the arrows going down. You can see my green fletch coming down out of the tent and it hits the bird and then the arrow deflects and comes up. I'm like, I hit that bird. I don't know if it broke the... So one thing was last year you must've shot all those heads because they were all like kind of bent. I think I shot, I shot the one at the bird and I shot one as practice, but the third one I didn't shoot. Well, I didn't mark them. (laughs) So they were all kind of bent. And then when I was trying, like, they're only good for a couple shots, even in a, I mean, you got to have the target hanging. So it's kind of like can swing back and forth and it's got to be soft. I mean, this is a pillow with a, just a, a sweatshirt on it. And after about three, four shots, the, they're bent and then they're breaking. And they have a, like, you just send them a text or email and they'll send you new blades. But it's just a pain. And so I was down to, like, I'm digging through my box for old blades and shit. And so I don't know. And when, when I found it, of course, it went off and into the bushes and stuff. But there was only one blade left on that head. Hmm. So I don't know if it broke off when it hit him and. Or they were just dull. Like I used the best head that I had, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it it hit him. And I'm like, he, and you think like because when you texted me, you're like, I think the shaft hit him. Like it ended up like right in the V or something. Yeah, like I'm like something. either I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell did it miss? Like, did one of those blades miss it? Like, if it, you know, the pie shape of you know the three blade, like, did it? There's no way. I mean, what are the odds of that? But it hit him in the head. Like, the arrow shaft hit him in the head. Like, it, I mean, there's no doubt. The, the what do they call it? The archer's paradox or whatever. Like, what? <laughs> well, it could have been, you know. <laughs> like. But, so I went home, and I watched a video, and I'm like, all right. Well, before you left for Florida, I grabbed the flu-flu arrows. Mm-hmm. So, I took one of those. And I'm like, I got to figure something out so that it works with this rest. So, and those are, those were like really, those were like five inch I had made for your long bow. So, I put that in the bow and I marked like a quarter inch behind the rest. And then I went and trimmed all those flu-flu uh, feathers off. And then I kind of shaved them down a little bit. And I got those shooting pretty good out of that. I mean, better than what the other ones. There's just some more resistance there. So, but I have, I went out, I did go out and I sat behind, like at the property that we're getting ready to buy. I sat, I, the tent's been sitting there and I see the birds there every morning. They cross at like 830, 830, o'clock. And then uh, they come back through there in the evening. So I went out there and sat one evening for like two hours. But they didn't come back through, so no, just haven't been. No, just too much, too much shit going on to well, turkey hunt. Well, Frank went out with me, and then I told him, I said, you know, I, I'm not sure that that last season is going to be good for you. You know, like it didn't start until you know May. It was it was like May second or third or something this year, I think. But um. When's the season? I don't know. It doesn't go into June this year, so it's it's 
it's either the the this Memorial Day weekend or you know right up until June 1st but um but anyway like so we went to Florida for 11 days or something in like two two eight up two weekends in May like the first weekend and the second weekend and then this weekend they were over walleye fishing and then he had his buddy from uh Ohio where where they hunt down there come up here and they ended up killing two birds um you know Frank called uh but he hunted that weekend for him and they ended up killing two birds so but he I don't think he's went out and the one day he got his he got his bow set up he's got that adjustable red dot he went down and got that set up and he was shooting with that and we charged up all the cameras and he said I fished last night. I, 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 he's been doing a lot of walleye fishing. So, yeah. So the one night, well, like the one night, um, I had talked to Frank. I'm like, hey, I said, uh, and like we were, I was supposed to go to down to Gatlinburg. And I told my wife, I'm like, listen, I, I'm just too busy. I can't, you know, with all the stuff going, we just sold the house. I got to get this job done. And I can start doing stuff around the house. So I'm, I'm, you go ahead on the trip. I'm just going to stay home. So I'm like, well, at least freeze up one of the mornings too. You know, like maybe I can go turkey hunt. So I told Frank, like, hey, Thursday morning, because they left on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, hey, if, you know, I can sneak out for a couple hours Thursday morning. I was at a point in the job where I could like, I didn't have to be there first thing. He's like, all right. I'm like, the birds are crossing right at, you know, we can go sit at my property and uh, I know they're going to come through there. So then it's like, all right, well, I'll get a hold of you. I'll get a hold of you later. So I, I get done working and get a hold of him. And he's like, well, let's just go fishing tonight. Like, all right. We, I mean, walleye fishing, you know, this time of year, it's my favorite thing to do too. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, but if it's slow, we're just going to call it like, you know, but Frank and I are both the same. Like once we get out there, it's like, it's hard to not just catch a fish. And we I'm like, all right, I'll be at your house at 10 o'clock. So get to his house at 10. We get out there. We troll all the way out and through the spots I don't normally fish, but then we get to where I like to fish and bam, I catch a fish right out the bat. I'm like, all right, sweet. This is going to be good. Turn around, do a couple more passes. We hit, Frank had a hit, you know, and, but it was just enough to like keep us, keep us going. And then we tried, we went over to another spot and we cut, then finally like Frank got one and there was another one on and like, finally I'm like, dude, we gotta, we gotta get going. I'm like, we'll just troll our way back. And so we start trolling our way back and bam, I catch another fish. I'm like, oh, I'll just do a couple more passes right here. <laughs> and I finally, I'm like, all right, we gotta go. I'm like, so we're just going to troll. We'll, we're going to troll halfway down. And then Frank's like, oh, all right. Like, like he is all hurt. Like, let's just troll the whole way. So I didn't have a heart to tell to to stop the troll. But at this point, I'm I'm the one steering the boat because Frank likes me to steer the boat. And it's the old. I mean, we're just in Frank's little 16 foot V bottom, old school Minn Kota. It doesn't have autopilot or anything like that. So it's like, and 
it's the power drive. So I like the old power drives like that. I don't use the foot pedal as a foot pedal. I I use it. I just put it on my leg and I use it. It's way easier to do it by hand, you know. But by this point, I'm like falling asleep. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, hey, uh, you're in eight foot of water. I'm like, oh, shit. Because like, he's like, you know, I'm in the front driving <laughs> and he's in the back on the other side of me looking at the freaking graph. And then all of a sudden, hey, you're in 25 foot of water. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, but we trolled all the way through and I finally went, shit. I get home, it was 5.30 in the morning. And then my wife had texted me. She's like, hey, uh, the the um, appraiser's coming tomorrow morning. I go, what time? Between 9 and 12. So you need to do this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I get home like, well, I'm still awake. So I might as well do some of the shit now. Because if I go and sleep for a couple hours, I'm definitely not going to want to get up and do some shit. So I take care of some stuff. I lay down. And it's. It's after six at this point. I set my alarm for eight o'clock and she calls me at seven thirty. Like she's like, Oh. You up? I'm like, I am now. What time did you get home? I don't know, it was kinda late. I don't want to tell her <laughs> I just went to fucking bed. <laughs> and so she's like, Make sure you do this and this and this. I'm like, all right, I get it all I got it all done. I'm like, what time are they gonna be here? between nine and noon like oh fuck so i i hang out till like 10 o'clock i'm like all right well i got at least gotta go do some shit and i'm in the middle of a tile job and so i get over and i'm like well i can do some prep work but i don't want to go and mix up some mud and start throwing up some tile and then in the middle be like hey they're here because my dogs are there like so i just happened to look on the our security system because it was like 12 o'clock. I'm like, what the hell? I look at, and as as they're pulling it. So I'm like, I go over, meet them. And they're like, yeah, the dog got out of the garage. Or he's, you know, too bad you don't have a video of that. Because that's some funny shit. You know? <laughs> but, so. So you're the reason that Frank didn't get to hunt that day. Well, no. <laughs> Frank is the one that said, hey, let's go fishing. And I'm like, Okay. So, I mean, you got a lot of baseball this week. You going to try and get out one more time, or are you just over it? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Thinking about I can't do it. I got a meeting in the morning, and then, yeah, I won't be able to do it tomorrow. Possibly Wednesday morning. I'm going to see are, what's... Are what, you working Thursday? I'm off on Friday. You're off Friday. So, I might be able to swing it Friday. I can change my schedule around for Friday morning, but, you know, it can't be like an all-day or thing, but... Yeah. yeah it don't matter. But I um, I may... My 
My brother still hasn't killed me. My brother, I don't know what the hell he's doing. He was out with a, with a recurve. He's got that Jaguar. And uh, he's like, yeah, I was, I was out with the, with the recurve trying to shoot a turkey. I'm like, jeez, man. Well, he texted me the other day. He's like, hey, I'm in the market for a new bow. You got used ones? They're <laughs> like, what's a good one? I'm like, hey, I just got rid of my Revolt X, which would have, which is a perfect bow. I'm like, I really would have liked to hold on to that because it's such a good shooting bow. But I, and I, but I told him like the Revolt XL is supposed to be even better, and it's a longer draw. Your brother's got a longer draw than I do. I mean, so I said, but I, you know, I still have NTN, which is a good shooting bow, but it was a pain in the ass to tune. Once I got it tuned and changed the rest. I, that's what I hunted with last year. I mean, it ended up shooting great. But so, what do you? You're going to shoot the Bear Alaskan this year, or what do you? What do you? No, shoot? so so we got rid of the Bowtech, and then all of a sudden, Adam, the awesome guy that he is, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what's uh, you know, what's going on with bows, blah blah blah, and uh, he's like, hold on, let me make some calls, and then like the next day, I think it was. Like, yeah, I'm dropping off a, a V3X 33 at your house. Like, sweet, you know. So, I, I, I've been shooting it finally. I, I mean, I set it up, but I put like the old um, AE rest on it. And the problem is, like, that riser is so wide. So I had to take the guard off or the the full capture. HHA. No. The HHA wouldn't fit on it. Okay. Okay. I didn't have the extension for the HHA. So I'm like, I just put the, uh, well, I put the, the AE, the knock, the elevate. Okay. And, uh, so I had to take the capture off. Well, it just ended up blowing the whale tail apart. You know, I was just, you know, I just wanted to get it. I just wanted to shoot the thing, you know. So, what I did was I was looking. I'm like, well, maybe the, you know, the QAD, you know, with the integrate and all that, the Matthews version is made yeah, for. Yeah, $300 fucking rip. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's 289 and, uh, But I'm like, I've always wanted to shoot the Hamski. But the thing, the one thing about the Hamsky, they're they're built like a freaking tank. They're huge, like the, the whole thing. Like I'm like, man, that's kind of been one of the things hold me back from it. Is just there's they're so big and bulky. Well, they just come out with the new Epsilon, and they come out with the Epsilon. It's it's like a dovetail mount, but it's got a little separate little bracket, and they they have a bracket made just for the Matthews. So it's got like a beveled mount. And it just one single screw hole and it just, it's super low profile. So it kind of matches the whole theme of, you know, the low profile riser. And, but that one's still, you know, 260 bucks, you know, but so I got, I ordered that came in and I threw that on there, I think Wednesday. And I love that rest. It's probably not, I mean, it's got the micro tune clicks and stuff. It's probably not as precision as like the QADs, you know, the, the integrate that's super precision, you know, like you would loosen up just a little bit and the clicks are just like precise. The hamster, you loosen up a little bit and then it's on the dovetail. So 
it kind of, I mean, it's still micro tune. It's got the clicks in it, but I mean, I threw it on there and it, it already comes set up for like, if you buy the one for the Matthews, it already comes set up for your left and right center. And then also you set the dovetail, um, the slide and the bracket flush to each other. If you buy one and go to set up, you'll see what I'm talking about. And that's supposed to set a standard size arrow perfect through the burger hole, uh, burger button hole. But I'm shooting the micro tune, so I, or not micro, but the five millimeter axis. So I had to raise it up just a hair. And I think three shots through the paper, and I had bullet holes, but. I'm down to like eight arrows that for, so for that setup, I'm using Easton Axis 300s with 50 grain brass up front, 100 grain head. First I was, I was shooting them with the 175s at first, but I wanted to drop back down some weight so we'd have enough clearance because we're building these bows initially for tack and we want to be able to shoot out, you know, a hundred plus yards. So I dropped it down to hundred grain field tip. That arrow, I think I only have like eight left, maybe seven, and they're all fletched up. Normally, I have every set of arrows. I usually have a bear shaft that's set up, and it's weighted and weighted for the veins that are shooting. I'll just take some black tape, put it on the scale until it's exact same, you know, grain. But I don't have any. I've like fletched all of them up or broken. I don't know what I did with it but for that set. I got like. Six arrows, I think, somewhere in my backyard right now. <laughs> What's funny is, so, <laughs> when I was shooting it, before I got the Epsilon, when I was shooting it with the knock-on rest, I want, I was shooting it, flinging them from 100, but it wasn't tuned very well. Like, they were, like, I was getting some bounce back on that rest and shit. <laughs> I flung one over the bag, and uh, I'm up there, and I got the leaf blower out, and I got raking. It was all soft. It was like, you know first thing this spring like i haven't been up there doing anything and uh i'm digging around i find one of my full metal jackets from like two years ago i was like hey what i didn't even know i lost this arrow maybe it was the one that i thought i went over the end of the lake you know <laughs> but, but yeah so i i ended up i did it was yesterday it was a little windy yesterday but i was at a point where i'm like listen i got like two hours so I told my wife, I was going to go hunting. Yeah, Sunday. I'm like, I was going to get up and go turkey hunting. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep in. I had breakfast with the wife. But I'm going to shoot my bow for a couple hours. This goes back to the whole, like, fishing or shooting your bow or hunting or whatever. He's like, I'm not going to go hunting. I'm going to shoot my bow. I'm going to tune it. I'm going to play with them and take apart these strings. I'm going to wax them up real nice. Well, I'm going to, like, I'm going to. Like clean my shafts, you know. <laughs> well, I was like, <laughs> I was weighing like the the pros and cons. Like, I could go sit in a blind for a couple hours and possibly kill a turkey, which would be cool. Or I could get this bow set up and tune, and then that's off my mind and be ready for tack. And then now I can just focus on shooting it every night. Like, I get home, I you know shoot a half dozen arrows. That don't take up any time, but tuning it and getting it set up. And having the confidence in the setup is, you know, that weighs on my mind. Like if I'm sitting there just shooting a bow just to shoot, but then it's, 
I'm like off a little here or there. I'm like, well, is it me or is it the boat? So I feel better if I can go and get the boat tuned up, get everything set and know, okay, the boat is set. So if it's off, it's me or wind, whatever. But so I did get it set up. I got my sight tape on and I was, it was funny because I was 100, 109 yards is right to the edge of the blacktop from my driveway up to my target. I can't go any higher up the hill, you know, because there's houses over on the other side. So I'm actually, I'm like, I want to get the 111. So now I'm two yards into the... Shooting from the the dash line. Yeah. I'm in in the blacktop and, you know, all of a sudden, and we're on kind of a, there's a corner and then kind of a hill. And I can see down the road the other way, which, you know, if cars are coming that way, but all of a sudden I'm like in the middle of my shot process fully. And all of a sudden I hear a car coming from me. I'm like, oh shit, I got to hurry up and let this one go. And they're like, and I, so I shoot. And they go by real slow, and they're like, what the hell? I can just see the looks on their face. Like, what are you doing standing in the middle of the road, dude, shooting your bow? They said, we saw that black squirrel with the <laughs> with the <yellow laughs> earplug sticking out of his butt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I went and shot. I, I set my tape. I was right. Like, my – I got 20, 30, and then 55 is my bottom pin. And uh, – I went and shot, and I had a decent group. Like, when I f- figured out the yardage at 55, I had an okay group. And then the, my second round with it, I had three of the five arrows in the white dot at 55. So, I was like, okay, I'm shooting good. And I went, and I thought we could shoot out to, like, 100 at the club. But there's 80. there's no way. I was at the I was at the building. Shoot well, I thought on the crossbow target you could, but all the way to the propane, you'd have to be standing in the freaking road. No, it was, yeah, so we we did shoot on the crossbow uh range up into the trees, but I think that was barely a hundred. No, when I was looking at it, it was like 89 or something like that. Well, I don't know if they moved it. Well, they put it on post now, it used to be back further towards there was a berm there, okay, they moved it up. And put it in, yeah. put so, some four by four posts. Yeah, so it's it was the same distance, so I didn't even mess with it. But I was shooting at figuring out like how far my tape was off, mm-hmm. like, and I was shooting at eighty six, and I, my up and down was good, but I was, or my, yeah, my up, my up, my left and right was good, my up and down was bad, and that was just me. Like, not having the patience. Like, I, I could tell, like, you know, it's it's that, like, bit of target panic. Like, I draw back and it's below the target, you know, and I'm, like, like slowly lifting it up and getting it there. And then I let go and that one's under the target. And so, I'm, like, I'm not going to do that this time, you know. So, then I'm, like, start above it and, like, whatever. And, like, so that's the mental game of that long distance because the hard part is, is like that pin completely covers the whole freaking thing. So right. it's like, you're like to trust the float is like to trust seeing nothing, you know? And that's where I got to like change my mind. Like at 55, it was like, it was like, okay. And then when I shoot, like, I know we've talked about this a bunch of times and I was shooting the hinge and uh, I shoot the hinge about 
six inches to the right. And I don't know if that's me peeking. I don't know if that's just the staying in the shot and like the way that it comes off of the D loop. Um, but it shoots to it the shoot, right, to the right. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be a peaking if you normally would well, be collapsing. Yeah. Collapse. But I don't think I can collapse with that. But I, but what I do find that I'm doing like a little bit is like I, I hot, I, I turned it up a little bit or down, whatever. It's a little bit hotter and I, I get into the shot and once I hear the click, I'm, I'm like, it's there. So I start to just like speed up my rotation. So, and, and I know that I'm doing that, but those shots, the up and down is fine. Like I can group them to the right within, you know, six inches or so at, even at 80, you know, but so I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident and that's with the bow tech with the red line sight. And I'm going to go, um, once I get, once you're done with that bear, I'm going to take that down and get, uh, one of those adjustable red dot sights. Did you see that TikTok I put or the the video I put of Stella oh, yeah. shooting it? I mean, that that's, to me, like, that's a testament to, like, how well that thing shoots. And I, I think, like, the important part about that, and it may be backwards and, like, a, we kind of discussed this, but I think that that's a perfect, like, way to, like, kind of showcase that is, like, that girl... Like she wants to be out there doing whatever I'm doing, but if she doesn't hit the target or whatever, like she gets real discouraged just as any kid would, you know? Right. And it's like, okay, so, all right, pull back, anchor here, look through this, level your bubble, line up those two things, you know, like trying to get a six-year-old to do that. But I'm like, and I even, I even messed with her with that site because I turned it off. And I'm like, all right, draw back and tell me when you can see the dot when it's on there. Because, like, you know, I can't see what she's seeing. And she's like, I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm like, okay, good, because I turned it off. So, I'm like, <laughs> and then, like, so when she, like, could actually see it, she was, like, she was, like, putting them in there. And then I'm like, all right, so just aim here, do this. And, I mean, those three arrows were, like, right. So, in the TikTok, I couldn't, we couldn't, I couldn't see where the arrows hit. Yeah. So, so she had two arrows, like, maybe, like, an inch apart right in the heart. And then the third arrow, the one she shoots, goes right in between them. Really? Like, she had one stuck in the neck, um, you know. But, the, you know, but the, there was three, like, right in a row, like, toot, 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 like, right there. And, you know, for for a kid that, like I said, she has a hard time hitting the deer at seven yards or wherever she was shooting from. Right. It, just to be able to pull it up, put it on there. And I think that that's why Frank likes it so much, you know, like – Cause it kind of takes the, the right. but it is just like that easy, like target acquisition. So I'm curious to get it and to shoot it out. Like what does it do at 50? You know, where we think about everybody wants to talk about, especially going into attack, like the third axis stuff, the, all of these types of things to be able to like. What's funny is, so the last video we did, or video, the last podcast, I think it was, we talked about third axis, mm-hmm. second and third axis. And then I come across something and Dudley, it just like right after that Dudley posted. So I don't know if it was definitely before we recorded. I don't know when you released it, but Dudley did a whole thing on second and third axis and the importance of it is like the same, you know, mm-hmm. shit that we talked about. So yeah. if you guys want to like double check, and see the pro, then just go to Dudley's, you know, YouTube or 
Instagram or whatever. <laughs> so getting into like that side of it and at the total archery challenge, I was just talking to, um, uh, Weston is the marketing director for red line and for trophy line. So they're going to have like a whole bunch of new stuff there. Uh, but he was pretty pumped that you got that bow. Cause he's like, we've got the whatever lock site oh, and it'll be ready. So you, you'll get to check one out there. Sweet. Like what, what is that called? Like, well, the- cause Matthews now has a, a dovetail built right in the riser. We right. just slide it in there, but it has to be, for that specific, right? It's not just any dovetail. Well, it's uh, the Excel. And it takes um, HHA. There's a couple that does it, like the dovetail. So you've got both of those. Yeah. So did you just slide yours in there or what? Yeah. I just took my my carbon rod, the my Excel carbon, and slid it right in. Okay. And so I'm going to end up. Like right now, I haven't cut my carbon bar off. Like I just don't want to do it. But I do not like. I don't use mine extended at all. Like I use the last detent. I keep my sight as close to the riser as possible. You know, a lot of guys like to extend it way out, but to me, that's like any little torque. Well, now you're off even more. So I heard Dudley was actually in front of us. Like he, the guys in front of us at the Total Archer Challenge, like because. He was on that one target. I'm sure he is this year too. Like the hundred and five yard. But he was explaining like how to get a little bit more distance for one of the guys by moving that. So is it if you move it out or if you move it in? What was it? I think as you, you move it out. No, I'm I'm I can't say like. But there's one one, one or, way the or the other. So what it does is it shortens it it, it tightens up your tape. So as you get closer so as you go out it would have to be as you go out as you go out because a little movement would make a little it. bit movement would bring it up higher so you'd be able but the problem with that is is as you get out farther any little movement or torque now that's magnifying your your miss mm-hmm. unless so there's a whole thing with torque tuning like as you move your your sight out you basically have to move your rest back to offset the, to, then that helps offset the two. And so that's what, you know, when they get into torque tuning. And then, and then when a, you have a five inch brace height bow, y- it stays y- on the string. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're getting into a whole bunch of bullshit. I mean, Anyways, you said you're not going to cut that off or so, you, you need to cut it off. So uh, yeah, I would like to cut it off because it sticks right out. Like it's almost touching my cables right now. So we didn't even, so I have, the new Matthews V3X 33, 75 pound mods. Right now they're 85% let off. I was hoping to have the 80% let off just because I like a little more holding weight, especially with the heavier bow. Um, Beggars can't be choosers, but they said when they get them in. <laughs> right. No, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'll shoot the shit out of it. Uh, I love it. Like it's in that granite color or whatever, that new color. Stone. That, stone. I think, I think it was, stone was the old color. I think the new one is. Granted, yeah, I, I said that one. I I said this is what John wants. <laughs> oh, we got one. Okay, I'll be there. Yeah. So, and it's so normally I shoot like a thirty-one straw, and Matthews runs like a half long, so thirty and a half mods, seventy-five pounds. But what's sweet though is 
what I love about the Matthews system is, uh, you know me, I'm always switching. Like I have 80 pound limbs for my Hoyt, 80-pound limbs for my PSE, 60-pound limbs, you know, 70, all this shit. Well, that's a that's a lot of work, you know, especially swapping out limbs for that PSE. I mean, because you got shims and all that, the old school shims. And the Matthews is just a mod. Pop the mod off, throw on. No, so, okay, I'm going to turkey hunt with it next year. I'm going to get some 60-pound mods, you know, freaking bam. Then, you know, and then if you're shooting like the HHA site, now. Just take a different wheel. You take the wheel off, throw that on. And, you know, if you're using the same, you know, shafts and you're not, you know, the same diameter shafts, you're not messing with. For the most part, it's pretty close anyway. But pretty much all I shoot are Eastern Axis 5-millimeter anyway. They might be a 260 shaft or a 300. But that's all in the tape that, you know, nothing else changes. So where would, like, the newer Excels, like the, um, I can't think of the, the one that's hard to get right now. I'm drawing a blank, but. The Sherlock? No, it's, it's, a, it's the Excel. Um, damn it. But that one has metal tapes comes with it comes with plat with the sticky tape but it also has metal tape so those you just take two little screws off and you get a set of of numbered tapes but they're they're metal plates and so then you just pop those off and so you just you know you'd have to make a note like okay and same thing with your wheels like we what's just set up you just set them all together like just rubber band it to those arrows and be like <laughs> yeah. fucking, you know but I mean, I, I guess you have limited experience, right? Um, but where does this rate like with your um, like your Hoyt? Because I, I think that's like of the all time favorite bows. I mean, that's the only one in the time that we've been doing this podcast. You've had nineteen bows, and the Hoyt it still stays. Um. Well, it's way smoother than the Hoyt, and. Well, it shoots. Yeah, I mean, the old RX one for me. I mean, that thing still is just like like I could just take that thing out and just hammer with it. I don't know what it is. It's just like that thing holds just so steady for me. But the one thing is, is the grip on my Hoyt. I that's the one, I need to order some side plates. I really I don't really like. I mean, I the grip on the new Hoyt. It's, it's narrow, but it's, it's rubber. So I, I don't get any slip on it, but it's narrower than what I like. The new Hoyt? I mean the new, new Matthews. Um, so like in my Hoyt, I got rid of the, the grip and then I put the, I got the knock on. Uh, Rattler grips. Yeah, Rattler grips. And so I just, I haven't, I need to order some side plates for it because I like that feel Especially with the contour of my thumb, and then that just makes it more consistent for me. When it's just that little narrow grip, and if I put my hand on, it, and then there's nothing there for you know to for me to like get familiar with. Then it's just then I'm always thinking about all right. Well, I'm always thinking about my grip anyway. But with with the Hoyt and those side plates, it's like it just lays in there. Like I know if I'm not in the same position. Where 
There's, it's not there on that Matthews. It wasn't there on the Bowtech either. The Bowtech, you know, that was, I mean, that was a super smooth shooting bow. But, I mean, this Matthews with the, ri- the riser, like, it's hanging next to, it's 33 inches axle to axle, but the riser is, like, longer than the whole other bows. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, look at the size of that thing. But, I, I, I mean, so far I'm really liking it. Super smooth. Even with the 75 pounds. I mean, it's not, it's not like super fast. But one of the things also, like, you know, John, he's mentioned it a few times here, like getting ready for tack, getting ready for tack. Like, what did I text you the other day? Am I still going? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care what's going on. That's the one thing I will not, like, I won't turkey hunt. I won't. I won't go walleye fishing, whatever, so I can get all my shit done. But and I told my wife, she's like, "Well, do you think you should probably just, you know, there's we got to be out of the house on the twenty second. You're gonna be gone for like four days in the middle of that. Do you think you should just like, you know, maybe just cut it short? I'm like, nope, I don't give a shit. What's going on? I'm gonna be building a house for the next freaking year. I probably won't hunt. I didn't even, I didn't even put in for elk this year, but I wasn't planning on putting in for it." But I was, we were planning on possibly going out and doing it over the counter in Colorado. Well, that's totally out of the question now. You know, so I just uh, put in for a bear tag today. When is that? When's that? At? September seventh, October twenty first. No, oh, but when's the cut? I think June first. Oh, yep. So, uh, yeah, if you're hearing this and you're in Michigan, and even if you just want a, po- a point for bear. Um, yeah, I think you got till June first to do it. I just didn't want to forget. But I, I looked and I had five points and like our deal is uh five to six. And then I just met like so uh Did you put in with a group? No. Is there a group thing? Yeah. Oh, shit. But, is it too late? No. You already put in. No, because I got the group number. Oh. But it depending on how many points you got, like I don't have any points. You, so you'd just bring me down to oh. zero. Oh. So we wouldn't get it. So, but, but honestly, you could put in for third season for up there. And I think it's like zero to one point. So if we didn't get one and it goes right into bow season. So, I mean, you can hunt bear baits and shoot deer also. Um, cause they don't hunt bear in the morning. They only hunt them at night. Hmm. Um, but anyways, like on my camera, I just. Probably because you walk into the bait and they're laying on it in the morning. <laughs> like, hey, get the fuck out of here! But one of the one of the dudes up in the UP, real near our place, like posted a picture of this bear in the field, and I I have one camera up there. I mean, we've got three cameras up there, and on any of the three, there could be bear on it. But the one for sure, there's bear. Like that's in between where we used to bait, bait bear just for just to watch them, um, and then to where we put a <laughs> we put a freaking camera on this exit trail on this buck bed and like my dad hung it and like literally like 15 minutes later there was a big old bear like right there like looking at the camera sniffing it and all that stuff they like cameras and they'll rip them off the tree and screw them but the day that i posted that and i said i'm just waiting jerry i'm just waiting for one of them to show up and freaking that big one i sent you yeah and it's like the blackest bear he's I've a, ever seen. He's it's a big dad. bear. It's a duke. And like last year we had, my dad put a camera, like, I think it, he was trying to get bear on there, but it was like, uh, so if you were to walk out of our cabin, so 
they put a porch on there. So there's a, the cabin porch and probably 15 yards in front of there is like the burn barrel for the trash and all like whatever. And he put it on that and left it there. And I don't know why. So like we pulled that card and there's like people going up there and camping. Like some of the families up there camping, they pull into motorhome. There's, there's deer. Like what's funny in, you know, with the food plot stuff, like, like why would you mow down this food plot that you have? Like, if you mow the grass up there, like the deer are there the next day, like eating the new growth. They get the new tender growth. Yeah. So, so that is a hundred percent like a real thing. But there, the, here's the burn burn pit. You can see like 150 rotations of my dad going around on lawnmower. And then like July 6th, there's a sow and three cubs just walking right through the front yard of the <laughs> the cabin. I'm like, holy shit, you know. But yeah, so we got this bear on camera just strolling through you know obviously not this time of year no bait or anything and uh i looked at my points and i was like well i got enough points to draw like we got a bear on camera we might as well and i was telling my dad today like you know for all the years like they shot one up there um years and years and years ago and my uncle had had uh hip surgery and he was like in a wheelchair and a walker but this bear was tearing the side off of our shed up there and so he shot it and they called the dnr but they didn't go he didn't like go get it until because he was up there by himself like wheelchair walker like whatever and um, they got the teeth from it and the claws and stuff but it was you know wasted but the the bears up there used to come like our the feeder that we had like they moved out i don't know what the deal is but it was this big spun aluminum like pool filter and it has to be cemented into the ground because bears would just knock it over and rip the top off and they use our our uh, we got like a eight by ten shed up there and now it's got all steel sided because they used to just rip like the side off of it back when you could bait there was uh there was um corn and apples in there and the bear would just peel up the side of it and just sit there and eat eat our, our cabin's got claw marks on the sides of it for the bear just <laughs> scratching and you know showing off their you know dominance territory whatever but, so, we, but we've never killed one up there like in season like you right. know like to put on the buck pole right like, you know so we we're just Other talking about how, yeah just how cool it would be so are you gonna is there gonna be someone up there to like keep a bait going well that's what i said I, uh, frank doesn't got enough points because he missed a couple times i think my dad's got five points and uh so i told him i said well yeah you need to put in for the party if you got five points because you know i was really hoping because my dad's semi-retired frank's retired i'm like i was hoping you you or frank would do it so you could go run baits for me (laughs) but my cousins so they're like up in like i feel like it's iron michigan like not iron mountain it's like up in the middle and uh of of the up and they said like they did it one year themselves on their property up there. And well, my cousin Ben that we did the podcast with at the Michigan whitetail pursuit there. And, uh, he said, he said it was almost, he said the second time they did it, they just went through an outfitter so that they didn't have to spend all the gas and all the time. And yeah, especially right now. Holy shit. Might as well hire someone, but we can, we can figure it out because somebody has to go up there. Like there's a rotation, like where they go up there every month. And so, 
September 7th is the opener, which is weird. I have to double check that, but I I swear it says September 7th, which is like a Thursday. Um, and I think, I don't know if it's like a month or like two weeks ahead of time where you can start going in there and bait. And so. So we can shoot with a bow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why, why would you shoot one with a gun? Like, I, it doesn't, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it wouldn't like do anything for me. And like, I've never seen a bear in the woods. My dad's been hunting up there in October and seen one. And I'll tell you what, man. They shot like a three or four hundred pound black bear. The neighbors did the one year that we were up there. And uh, you want to talk about like unnerving, like not the bear. Like I didn't give, you know, whatever. I know that they're up there. Like I know that they don't like, you know, human interaction is not like what they're seeking. Um, But like where my dad hunts, like way down in the swamp is like kind of on the, our neighbor's property and him and the neighbor's old lady would always get into it about hunting right across from each other on this ridge or whatever. Um, and I was down near there and, uh, it's getting like prime time, like opening day, opening weekend of bow season, you know? So, you know, it's stays darker later and everything. And I'm, I'm in there. It's, I mean, it's prime time, just getting dusk. It stays lighter later. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, a f- fucking like 300 wind mag goes off like less than a hundred yards away from me. It seemed like, you know, cause they were just right on the neighbor's front. Well, they were bear hunting. I didn't realize right. like a, that the season went in there. I didn't know anybody else was down in there, you know, I know I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and it turned out that they, they'd killed a bear, but you know, so it goes all the way into like. It goes September 7th, I think, to October 21st. So, um, plenty, plenty of season. I mean, even if, because I was planning on going up there for the opener. I think I talked to you about that. Mm-hmm. Like, going up there, I think it opens on a Saturday this year. So, you know, leave Friday night, you know, Thursday night, whatever, Friday afternoon. Get up there, hunt, you know, maybe three days and come back home. And we got... A bunch of, I mean, look, I mean, we're surrounded by food plot seed here. To, I'm gonna go up there this summer, like early August, get that going. But maybe I can now coordinate that with doing some of the bear stuff, so that we end up all being right at the same time. But I just don't know. Like, we need to figure out some bear hunting guests because. Like, I know I want to talk to Dan Infold about bear. So, yeah. But I don't know, we like. We kind of talked to him about it before. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, like, how. Like, we, there's 240 acres there. There's a bunch of state land behind us. And there's, I think there's an outfitter that runs baits, like, right up to our property on the one, like, northwest corner. But I just don't know how many bear like a property would hold like if i bait once you know all these different areas is it going to be just yourself the same bear or you know and and to have you know so let's say that my dad does draw and you know so we're gonna have three hunters on the same property like how there's plenty of distance between us where like scent and all that stuff isn't going to play a factor but is there enough bears but is there enough bears are we drawing them from the same but cool. it might also be where, okay, well, he's showing up at this one and this one. 
it might just be like, okay. Luck well, of the draw. Luck of the draw. Two guys out in the field have a better chance of killing that bear. Well, and it's cool that we've got the. And that was, a, I mean, that that was a big ass bear on your, that pit. I was like, holy shit. Look at the size of that. Well, I, when I flipped it up on my phone, you know, it was just like, it was so starkly contrasted, like right. all black. Like right. there's no brown. There's no anything. It's just, it, it's just like jet black. Um, but, but like I say, like having the ability to have the cell cams now that actually work up there and like, yeah, I mean, it'll be super cool. Yeah, the, the funny part about it is, and, and like, this is the, for like a cell phone detractor, right? The, the funniest part about the whole thing is, is that I'm here at home and I get pictures like every day, right on time, like when they're going off, all the stuff. When I'm up there, there's no cell phone service for my phone. <laughs> I mean, it's sending the pictures, but I, and our cabin's got a, a steel roof and all this right. stuff. So like, we're not, it's not like, you know, it's just like pinging while we're up there. Like, oh, we got to get to the stand. Like, it's like, it's like, I can't <laughs> you even, have no idea. <laughs> I can't even call home, you know? Right. Like, let a, and that's why it, my, that's why my dad and, and my uncles and stuff, they're like, I can't believe that those cell cams work so well up there. Right. And I, I don't know what it is. I, I mean. I don't have any idea, but it just, it really does. So pretty excited about that. But are those AT&T or Verizon? Verizon. Right. Yeah. And I have a, I have an AT&T cell phone. So, I mean. So I have Verizon cell phone. When I was up at my buddy Larry's property, um, and that's on the Garden Peninsula, there's no, like, even that cell cam, it, it didn't come in there. And I was hoping it would, but. It and didn't. did you set it up there and then go home? You forgot to turn it on. No, well, I was there when, when that happened. That was like the first time using it. I was like, yeah, I forgot to turn the damn thing on. And that was when the deer walked right by it. I did get a picture of the neighbor guy walking up. And he walked right up and he seen it and he waved at it. And I got him on film doing that. <laughs> and he's like, then he's seen me. He's like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, yeah, I just seen what you did, dick. So, um, kind of like back to the Total Archery Challenge Um deal so i'm not shooting on saturday i'm just gonna sit and cook and so saturday we're doing our cookout it's gonna be like actually like here's the time like just stop by probably like i don't know what do you say six o'clock yeah we'll have we'll have food ready at six o'clock and once we get up there, like Alex uh, from Latitude was asking me if like you did a drive by up there, and I'm like John's fuck is because uh, we talked about like maybe having to do like a recon oh, run up there, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, his life's fucked right now, so that's not um, <laughs> it's not. Uh, didn't I haven't happen. even been to my property up north or anything. I mean, my but, my camera keeps saying low battery, low battery. I'm like, well, it's. I got some turkeys, some deer, and then the neighbors driving their golf cart around. Dude, I'm telling you, those, uh, the cell cam, uh, the solar panel ones, I put those out in Thanksgiving. And they're like, the one is still 90% battery. The one goes between 60 and 70%. Like, and they're, I mean, in the middle of the swamp, we just talked about how there's no service. (laughs) And so they're working hard. I mean, to, to do what they're doing. It probably, it'll probably go down now that the leaves are on the trees. Though. It, 
hey, I'm just saying, like, I really can't complain. No, no. I mean, that's, <laughs> I put, well, I put new, I mean, even I put those batteries in last fall when I was up there. I finally switched them out last fall when we were up there camping. And so they went all winter. And they're still, I get the low battery, but they're still like 20% or something. They're just like warning me, hey, your battery's getting low. The one that was up in uh, Hesperia, I got June to January. So, like, um, but anyway, back to the total archery challenge. So, we're shooting, we're going to be up there Thursday night to Sunday. Um, So, TJ, uh, TJ Merritt is the butcher guy. He's got elk ribs for us. And he said they're all cut up. So, I think we're going to basically just do those like we did our venison venison ribs. So, we'll just have to bring that roaster. We'll throw them in there. Then we'll finish them on the grills. Going to do some that nacho cheese dip and some pulled pork. Well, now that Frank's got like 8,000 walls. We'll do some. I'll do. I'll bring up. Well, we're going to bring the Blackstone or some, mm-hmm. something. So, we can do some. Uh, black and walleye again. And so that'll be Saturday. And then Friday, um, we're going to shoot. And then I think that that would be a good day. Cause like some of the Patreons wanted to get together and like try and like shoot a second course or try and get together. So I was like Friday night, I think will be yeah the best day to try to shoot too. Cause Sunday, everybody's going to want to try to be going home or like whatever. Thankfully we've got the condo through Sunday. So we don't got to pack up before we shoot. I'm not, I'm going to shoot too. I'm not coming back. I'm going to shoot too. F- screw it. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it, so that's the beauty of it for us. Like it used to be a three hour drive home, three and a half hour drive home. Now it's like an hour. Well, hour and a half. But it's not. But not three. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't have any problem. I mean, I may even just stay up there till Monday and just get up Monday and drive home and go to work. Like, it's just that that right. close you know versus trying to like like last year was the first year that we didn't have the condo through sunday or you know it have to be out on monday and it was just it was just dumb like it just changed the whole dynamic of like the fun of the weekend right because it was like yeah well we gotta get everything packed up and then we get done and you can't go back and like take a shower or do anything it's like yeah that sucked. Yep. I mean, so, the first year was like that. Yeah. Well, I was only there for the, it was a debacle of a day. <laughs> and then I just left. I didn't eat anything. Like the whole day I ate like one granola bar <laughs> and then like a piece, like at, when we got back, I ate a piece of the breakfast casserole. I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> like, right. Because it was, it, it, I expected it to be like four or five hours. And it was like eight hours of just blistering sun. Um. But yeah, so. Um, like I say, Friday, I think we're going to try to coordinate. So if you guys are patrons, you're listening, like we'll try and figure out like Friday, what's going on. Um, did, did, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, Greg's been shooting. He said it was the first time he's shot like out at distance for like quite some time. He's just been shooting in this basement. No, I, I haven't talked to him since the string. Yeah. So 
hopefully that string he maybe he just ordered a new one but <laughs> yeah um but, but yeah so greg's uh greg litzinger's uh shooting with us um uh aaron blicey from the fall podcast is coming up on saturday um and he may end up sleeping on our floor or staying with the latitude guys but he's going to be uh, hanging out so um that'll be cool it's going to be it's going to be a fun fun weekend um i'm, gl- I'm glad you're going to make it john uh, well, i'm not going to miss it like shit might be falling apart when i get home but i'll deal with it then yep so we got to make a plan but i think that that's i mean that that's always a pretty solid um menu like you can't go wrong there we're shooting knock on friday first day i think it's knock on prime sitka so and then we can add in like i say like friday you can shoot the locals course quickly you know um knock on's probably gonna be a man that 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 course kicked our ass last year yeah that sucked i mean Frank just flat out quit. <laughs> he just said, I'll see you at the I see the cart trail. I'm yeah. taking that. Yep. I'll see you at the beers, boys. Um but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So um definitely you know, be following along for updates. We our condo like our condo at Boyne is perfect, but the one that we've got for this I think is gonna be as close. We're we're gonna be close. We're as close as you can get pretty much. I mean, without being like in the like the lodge, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're on the fourth floor of the lodge, we could do nothing. So <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't want to be in the lodge. No. <clears throat> so we'll have to see like how this shapes out. But um, uh, I think latitude's going to be there. Um, kind of coordinating with Alex and, and those guys and trying to make a, a kind of a, an event uh, inside of the event. And like, so for anybody that's not done it before, like every, every night they have like some sort of like after party, like they have black rifle after party and sometimes they'll have music and stuff like that. But I don't really, I mean, we've went up there, but it's just like, Oh, just you can buy our beer and you can, they have some food and stuff like that and it's cool. But like for us is like, we always, uh, I don't know, John, maybe you can dispute this um, from, from your perspective, but I just feel like we always create our own party like wherever we go. So it's like, it's like we could go up there and we'll talk to the same people and have to like talk over the music or like whatever, or we can go back and talk to the same people and drink, drink our, our own beer, beer and, and eat the food and, that we got. And everybody else can drink our beer too for <laughs> yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. That, but you can't say that. You can't be like, we are providing beer. <laughs> no, no, it is cooler. <laughs> sir. Like shit. I had a 30 pack in here. I got two left. Uh, we have, we should by after Friday night, Thursday night, Hopefully, we'll have the sprinkler schedule on lock, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll know like what's going on. Frank gets sprayed in the face again. Oh man, I was just telling that story to Jet, 
and he was dying laughing. Like <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't realize he was sitting there <laughs> after he was already pissed off because it was like the whole thing. Like, no, the grill's on. No, it's off. What the hell? It was like, you know, Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. <laughs> like, no, I went to bed and turned the light off and it turned the fucking grill off. <laughs> He's like, no, well, it's back on. All right, click. No, it's off again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so hopefully we'll have everything dialed in, but it's going to be a little bit more coordinated this year as far as like we'll have, we'll be back at a certain time. At least somebody will be there, like with the food and getting all that stuff straightened away. So, um, I don't know what else you got anything else? No, just. I'm I'm just looking forward to getting away and doing some shooting. Well, I feel like for you, like at this point, like, I don't know. I feel like for me, like now I'm getting like locked into summer mode. Like, so I'm like, okay, I can go scout. I can do this. Like I've been coaching soccer. Like that's coming to an end. So I'll have some evenings that are free and uh, like, every weekend we go up to the property or we go do something, you know? And so looking forward, but like now you're like, I got my, this is my light at the end of the tunnel, like yeah. worlds in chaos, but I just got to make it to June 8th or 9th or 10th or whatever. Yeah, is that like when I get back from that, I mean, the shit's really going to get, I mean, it's going to be so busy. I mean, I, I've done this in the past and it was like, Man, I can't believe I'm doing it again. But just like on a whim like that. Yeah, I'm that and I'm almost fifty years old and it's like shit. I hope I can get through this one. <laughs> <laughs> but so if if you guys are going to um uh Total Archery Challenge Michigan, definitely look for us like like just like last year, uh, years previous, like I've got some Bowhunter Chronicles flags, we'll have them up. Um, we'll probably have the Muskegon Bowman's banner again. And uh, we'll we'll see what where we can park all of our stuff. We bring a big old trailer with tables and smokers. And I think I still have the big Budweiser banner. We'll throw that sucker <laughs> up there, too. I have. I think underneath there somewhere, I have one of those big, or had one of those big uh, orange ones that says, Budweiser Hunter's Welcome. <laughs> yeah um but yeah definitely um you know reach out out to us on social media or follow along and uh we'll be given more details as we find out like exactly where we're located uh so we can just orient you um that way but like i said uh greg litzinger he's staying with us he'll be hanging out like i've already told him like guys want to hear his uh so he's in Renella's book like that close calls book or whatever, mm -hmm. like the audio book. And like, people want to hear his story without buying the book. And I'm like, well, we can probably get the whole, <laughs> right. do our own campfire story um, type deal. And uh, Greg's like, with a few more curse words or a few less curse words. <laughs> I'm like, Hey man, whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. We got a couple guys, like new guys staying with us like that. Uh, haven't shot the, like, so Chris hasn't ever shot like the total archery challenge. And I, I think he's, he got a sight tape set up, but he was like nervous. Like he was like, I can't believe like, I'm not ready. <laughs> like, it's like, nobody's ever ready. So the one thing I'm like, 
this year I got the UltraView scope and I got the Hunter series. So it's got two pins. So like right now I have it dialed. Like I can easily clear 111, but that wasn't even with the, the drop pin. So like, man, I'll be flinging them out to 150 again. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm the, the, not that I'll hit anything. The but. biggest tape on that red line, only like the, like it's tape number 40, it, it lines up. That That's the one that, but it's the last one. And those arrows are relatively light compared to like what I've been shooting. I, I think they're reasonable. I think they're like 460 or something. Um, but that only goes to 100, and I can go past it just a little bit and clear. But like I said, I was trying to figure out like, shooting like what i could do so does that is that one the multi-pin yeah and is your bottom pin the rover yeah okay and i've got more room on the housing to drop down the pins so that's what you might have to do if you want to get yeah a little more distance that's what i did with my excel for five pin as i use the bottom pin as the rover. so in that case and we were just going through this on the marco polo group with the patreons and um if you're a patreon already and you're not in the marco polo group let me know there's a lot of people in there um but there's a lot of good information we are talking about using that bottom pin as rover and so if i could drop that down just a little bit further which i don't know i might be right at the bottom but then i would just be like okay instead of being 55 that'd be 57 so then i would just move my pointer down to 57 pull that up yeah yeah so you're, you're gonna end up shuffling them all down well i wouldn't know because i just my other ones would still be where they were it would just be where i started it would be the same okay if so you're I gonna would, do it that way yes but like so i i like to keep it at an even so say i moved it down and i tried to get it to 60 so then that'd be my 60 pin and i'm still gonna do 60, 50, 40, 30, 20. Well, it's only three pins. So. Oh, three. So, so I had 20, 30, and 55. Okay. Because that's at the, that was at the bottom. But so you were saying like you would just rotate your wheel down, make it 60, and then adjust the other ones up. Yeah, then I'd re zero all the rest. I don't care that those are arbitrary numbers. <laughs> like, but, um, but yeah, so I, I mean, like I say, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the total archery challenge. A uh, lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, you know, I, I think I may end up this weekend taking my my uh, nephew out uh, turkey hunting. I got to see when the seasons are. But um, does that so. site have um, capability of having two pointers? Uh, that I I think it does. I, well, because we have two sites, is that we're saying just take it off? Yeah, because yeah, if it should be able to, because you have they're normally adjustable. Like you can, yeah, you can adjust and it, that it, up and down. You put a like there's a screw in there or something. But yeah, right. so I think you could put another one. So what you do there then is so you get that bottom one zeroed in. Say it's fifty seven. Okay, so now you know that that pin's fifty seven. Then you could take your other pointer and put it at twenty when you have it all set. And so your top pin is twenty. So now you can use that top pin. For short yardages. Mm -hmm. So now you, 
now you're not losing that adjustability for, you know, zeroing in at, say, 35 or, you know. 29. Yeah. You basically eliminate that middle pin at that point and then have top basically the way mine is. Yeah. Yep. You know. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the year. A lot of stuff coming up. It just, you know, if, if I draw for bear, that'll be awesome. Um, still got the camera running down in Ohio. Um, looking forward to getting back down there. Not looking forward to the ticks. Um, but yeah, so I hope to see you guys up at the Total Archery Challenge. Stop by, have a beer, get some food. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that you don't be sprayed by the sprinklers. So <laughs> I think that's all we got for today. So, hey, I'm actually Total Archery Challenge shirt. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, guys.